Hey, this is Mark with Magpie Coffee Roasters here, and we are up in the mix. Another edition of Up in the Mix coming to you hot from the Honeycomb Hideout. This is Sean, aka the Truth, aka the Super Nicest, aka the Nar Mr. R, aka not the black dude that you thought I was. <laughs> this is Caesar, aka De La Foto, your favorite neighborhood Mexican, Ernesto, Captain Kula, Coach, Mr. Brunch, your local, also your papi with the dad body, the brown man in the yacht club. How the fuck did he get here? Elona de la Gente, the habitual line crosser, the honey badger, and the fucking baby whisperer. <laughs> the baby whisperer. You still laugh at that one. <laughs> But, it's just funny, you know, to me picture you like just whispering a baby gently to sleep. You should have seen the work I did the other day. I'm over here like editing the radio show actually, and the lady comes in, she's like, she's not really like coming going to sleep, you know? And I was like, Give me the baby and I just put her on my lap and I'm over here like I got uh one uh earphone off and I'm like reading the lyrics so I could edit them and she's just kind of like looking and like playing around and by like three songs in she's like passed out on my belly (laughs) and then like um the lady comes in and she's just like what the fuck (laughs) i was just like this is this is her zone right here you know (laughs) this is is where she sleeps you know her comfort zone exactly so um but yeah it worked out pretty funny and i was like i was like i'm almost done with the show though (laughs) we're good boom Two birds with one stone. Exactly. Multi- Killed it, the dad life. Dude, multitasking son of a bitch over here, dude. All day. like, And she likes it, too. Like, when I edit photos, you know, and I'm just, like, editing, she just, like, stares at the screen patiently. Doesn't really, like, swing at the keyboard or anything. And uh, so, yeah. And I just, it's probably because you're calm. Mm-hmm. And, you're, and you're cal- your calmness is, you know, keeping her calm. I am cooler than a polar bear's toenails. <laughs> there you go again. Oh, shit. <laughs> Quarters like it was a curve. Yeah. Stuck a nerve. Let's not do it. What do you guys know about that? What do you guys know about that? Our listeners probably know a lot about it, though. (laughs) How was your week, Sean? Uh, It was great. You know, it's fall break now. So it was the last week before fall break. Kids were wilding out, though. Like, so many kids, it's their last week. They're about to go back to their regular regular school. school. And, like, one kid just was wilding out the other day. So he got 45 more days with us. (laughs) And I was like, why? Mm -hmm. You know? And then. Yesterday, there's just some drama right at the end of school. I'm like, it's, I mean, come on. It couldn't last a couple more days. <laughs> it, like, just couldn't wait 20 minutes till school mm. was out. Just why is this going on now? So I'm glad to get a break, whole week off, and just to, uh, you know, chill and recharge. That's good. Give give them a chance to blow off some steam <laughs> yeah. and come back at it, like, in a week. Yeah. Uh, do you guys teach them anything to blow off that steam at school? Oh, we have all kinds of like, all you know, like tools, teaching strategies about teaching them how to like recognize their emotions, mm-hmm. understand like when they're like getting angry or like what setting them off, like coping mechanisms, like teaching them mm-hmm. to like, 
acknowledge their emotions. So like when they do start getting angry, you know, cause a lot of them have anger issues. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and it's something we work with, like we don't, we're not at my school, we're not confrontational with them. So it's, everything's always about like giving them choices. It's like, if you have like a toddler, any of you listeners who have raised a child, <laughs> that's like how the philosophy is, is like, instead of getting into a power struggle or, you know, trying to confront them or anything, it's always about, you know, giving them choices remaining calm not taking things personally because they're lashing out or whatever like it's mm-hmm. not it's never about me you know so yeah. it's very hard to do that's mm-hmm. why it's like you know afterwards i'm frustrated and angry but like i can't get that way and take i can't take it out on them yeah you know? so yeah yeah so we'll see it, it's just it's a it's a slow 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 process <laughs> yeah and you know even after like some of them have been there half a year they still, you know, they're still working on it and struggling with it. Yeah, because, like, they're young. They don't know, like, they don't know themselves. Like, even as as a guy, like, now, it's just hard to, like, register some emotions. Yeah, like, I mean, that, I that part of their brains. Really think about it. You know, it, that part of their brains is literally developing. Mm-hmm. So we literally have to teach them these things. So, you know, they don't got that prefrontal cortex full development yet. No. And a lot of them are doing things, you know, recreationally they shouldn't be. <laughs> so it affects... It also it affects that development. development. <laughs> so, you know, it's just, it's just a constant struggle. Yeah. Same shit, mm-hmm. different day. Yeah. Yeah, like my week was pretty good. I'm finishing Lefty's wedding photos. So they should be done hopefully next week by the time we go shoot another wedding in Sacramento. <laughs> Actually, but yeah, next week. And then, um, yeah, just that, the baby. It was, uh, you know, the Tenderoni's birthday. Hung out, saw a movie, and took her to sushi. That's what she wanted. And Where'd you guys go to sushi? Uh, just Tokyo. You know what? I went there. Mm-hmm. By, service by, was better. I went there by myself mm-hmm. in the afternoon like a month ago. Mm-hmm. And the service was fucking awful. And I'm like, you know what? I'm oh, This place is done. I'm not coming back. The service it wasn't was even good. busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't even busy. It was. I forgot... I forgot what, you why I was at there. A table or a, the I was bar. sitting at the bar. There was only and like was shitty service. There was only like three other people at the bar, and the dude like apologized. Mm. There was like not that many people working, but there was only like three or four tables, and like mm-hmm. two. There's two other groups at the bar. Besides, there was like another a single dude next to me, like a couple at the end of the bar, and still like I sat there for an hour, and I think I got three or four rolls in an hour. Damn. Damn, that's fucked up. And I was like, you know what? I fucking try with this place. Mm-hmm. If it can't be good service now, this is like the best time. It was like mm-hmm. 3.30. No one's you know, there. Like on a Tuesday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Free sake as well. Mm-hmm. Or Wednesday afternoon. Like middle of the week and the service was still shitty. And so. at the bar, because I usually have the shitty service at a table and the lady likes to sit at the table, you know? So I'm just like, all right, whatever. But this time, actually, the service wasn't that bad this time. So they had they had plenty of people there. They had, you know, they all knew their positions and what to do this time. I wish I had two more hands so I could give this place four thumbs down. <laughs> but, yeah, because we were going to go to Hinoki. And, you know, I like that we love Hinoki. Service good. Fish great. Um, but she's been starving. And it, Tokyo was way closer. <laughs> she's like, you want to go to Tokyo instead? I was like, it's your birthday. Whatever you want. You know, you probably want to go because it's closer. She's like, yep. So... But yeah, it was pretty. It's like fish is there is good too. It's just the service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm not I'm done. But yeah, giving them too many chances. 
Ruining my but, fucking yeah. five dollars. And then we, like before the movie, we went to uh, Pinion and Sparks, and it was open till midnight, which was so surprisingly to me because there's like I mean, it is downtown Sparks. It is downtown, but I feel like you know midnight. I don't know. There was quite a few people there, and Joker it's did. A bar. And <laughs> it's a bar, and Joker did come out too. So there was a bunch of people getting ready to go see Joker, and a bunch of people coming in. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that was the week, and yeah, just. Oh, cuffing season that's what i'm worried about <laughs> it's cold outside well we got some special mm-hmm. guests you have to introduce them to yes people about them? we have some very special guests here today and um it is off week or off beat this week um for people in reno it's like a music festival for three days and um i've known this person for a very long time now probably like over a decade now i feel mm-hmm. i knew her when she was knowledge you know mm-hmm. it's a long time ago but uh, today in the in the honeycomb hideout, we have Shari and the Howling Truth, hey. aka, AKA Knowledge, hey, yeah. <laughs> here in the building with Emery. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Up in the Mix, guys. Oh man, yeah, it's a pleasure. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm excited to be here. Yeah. It's always great to to come back and like see familiar faces and the love in Reno is just it's thick. You know, it's mm-hmm. like doesn't matter how long you've been away, whether it's like a week or mm-hmm. a decade. Yeah. <laughs> a while. You yeah. know, it's the same kind of, hey, what's up, mm-hmm. man? You know, I haven't seen you in a while. So yeah, Shari, aka Knowledge, mm-hmm. aka Cairo Echo, aka You're Hella Dope. AKA <laughs> <laughs> You're you're that oh you're that chick that raps. <laughs> That's AKA, the one. Yeah, 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 that one. Yeah, that one. I get that one a lot. Uh, yeah, I remember yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, although you know I'm I'm kind of you know identifying differently these days. Mm-hmm. You know I'm moving in a different way. So when people say, "Oh, you're that chick that raps," I'm like, "Well, I'm not technically a, a chick anymore." <laughs> yeah, somewhere in the middle is where I feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm like, "Yeah, I'm that person that raps." <laughs> yes, that person. <laughs> that person. Yeah. That gotta being. Let, gotta that let them know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that entity. School them up. You know, we float. <laughs> <laughs> we float. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm here with my my homie Emery. You know, he's the the guitarist and Shari and the Howling Truth, a bad, bad, bad man on mm, guitar, man. Nice. Let me tell you. I guess that makes me the, my AKA be uh, one of yeah. the Howling Truths. <laughs> <laughs> one of the many truths. One of the, truths. One of the, many the truths that howls. Yeah, he's howling. Are you the sure. spooky howling or are you the tough howling? That's the thing. Uh, I don't know. I, it's for, it's, we'll figure it out by the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> More to come. Yeah. <laughs> More further examination. Depends on how much needed. echo is on there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. Yeah, Emery, explain. Yeah, where are you from? Yeah, Emery? where are you from? Uh, well, uh, I've been in Oakland for a long time now. Uh, Oakland, uh, California for maybe almost 13 years or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, actually from Maine originally and there's, you know, damn, nothing, nothing going on there. Out, no. there, <laughs> out, there, out there in Maine? Oh, no, no, it's a, Leaves it's are a, changing. It's a lovely place. Yeah. Uh, that but, Northeast uh, winters though. Yeah. No, I can't yeah, handle that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what but, brought uh, you out to the West Coast? Um, a lot of, lot of folks I went to college with, uh, especially people that played music ended up out here. Or, um, yeah, so I kind of, I kind of just was like, oh, well, let's go. A few different places that a lot of my, a lot of my friends and, uh, network and stuff ended up. So came out that way. And, uh, yeah, it, you know, ended up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here you are Indeed. in Reno. Indeed. Reno, yeah, Nevada. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, sorry, kind mm-hmm. of. How did you? Get, what brought you? Took you down to the Bay Area? Because you're originally from here, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm from Vegas originally, 
But um, I came here right after I graduated from high school, and I was like, I'm gone. I like I took <laughs> all my stuff. Uh, Reno was my new home, and I spent before I moved to the Bay. I was here, you know, for over a decade. Um, but I was just kind of looking to see, you know, test the waters a little bit because I had been here for so long. Um, you know, see what the Bay was like, see what California was like, you know. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just like one day on a whim. My my lady and I we just packed up you know the U-Haul, which is funny you know that's kind of a uh, a gay joke the U-Haul thing <laughs> <laughs> you know but we packed up the the U-Haul like you know literally and uh, we went up to the bay and we just you know thought we would give it a shot and see what life was like um, and so obviously it's worked out there. yeah, yeah. we still yeah. live in there now so what part of the bay are you guys living now uh, we live in uh, in the sticks it's it's a place called Nevado okay. And, uh, interesting place stop signs are um a conundrum there you know because like in nevada if you're if you're at a stop sign and someone across from you is at a stop sign they're gonna make a left you're going forward right there's this kind of unspoken thing that you're gonna go they're gonna wait and then they're gonna make their left right and that's what you do isn't that called the law you would think (laughs) you would think but in nevada whoever gets there first goes so if the person that's turning left gets there first and you pull up a little bit after them and you go, okay, we're going to do the thing, right? I'm going to go. Gonna t- they will go. They'll mm-hmm. just go mm-hmm. and they don't wait. So that's been my experience so far there. Um, the stop sign, the more wait, the always stop. Keep your head and there's so the many stop signs. Tell us one really unique thing about your community. Yeah. <laughs> the stop signs. And there's so many of them. Like they put them in everywhere, they're places probably, where they don't less, need to be. Less stop lights because it's the sticks, right? So yeah, 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 it's crazy. You know, I'm just like, geez, with the stop signs, it's like there's so many. <laughs> And everyone's super passive aggressive about it. Yeah. But yeah, it's about, you know, f- you know, 40, 40, 45 minutes north of San Francisco on a good day, mm-hmm. you know. Which... So like north of San Rafael? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Right. yeah. And where, where do you live down there? Uh, I live in Oakland. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is, mm-hmm. I still really like it. It hasn't gotten totally... Uh, totally cleansed of its character yet mm-hmm. <laughs> it just hasn't depends. been completely gingerbread <laughs> no, it'll, it'll, it'll be it'll be a while but uh, yeah because the farther away you get from the water that's you know yeah. we're all like i got family out there in oakland and uh we yeah. were talking about it we were talking who was that we were talking about with like you didn't want to your mom didn't my mom <laughs> didn't want to let me go down to the liquor store and like get like some candy and stuff back in the day because <laughs> oh, yeah. like we're um we're not that far or they're not that far from the fruitville station and stuff like that and um but yeah, down at that liquor store on the main street, I forgot. I forget they're on Nye, and uh, I forget the other road. But um, yeah, just definitely like little hood on that main street, and there's just like people on wife beaters, like drinking their forties outside, you know, mm-hmm. and just yeah. like stooping it up. And I was like, my mom would always like be like, "Don't go down there," you know. I'm like, I'm just going to get candy ball, <laughs> you know, like little young yeah. C's, you know. Be careful of the stoop people. <laughs> yes, <laughs> stoop people. <laughs> I do wish we had stoops here, though. More. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to have a stoop. Yeah. He says, <laughs> reminiscing. But, uh, but, yeah. but yeah, like, I don't know, Oakland's awesome. Like, Brown Johnny lives out there, and I go visit him quite often. And, uh, yeah, we just hang out. Like, uh, he likes to go to Beer Revolution out there all the time. Yeah, that's a, mm-hmm. that's a spot. And then, yeah. like, just, like, around that nice little gentrified area, <laughs> which on the other side <laughs> of the bridge, you find... Uh, What's that uh, Lynch's store, Marshawn Lynch's store? And that's pretty little hood on the other side of the bridge. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's pretty good. 
that the freeway separates the clean and the dark. Mm. But, uh, um, yeah, gentrification. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Takes one bridge. Yeah, now it's like, you know, if you, if you were thinking about letting your kid leave, you'd be like, you know, be careful, you know, or like, you know, uh, you know, some tech bro is going to run you over with their scooter. <laughs> or the yeah, Tesla. You know, yeah, scooters you and Teslas. You won't hear the Tesla you know, coming. You don't even hear You won't even hear it coming. <laughs> Silent killers. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see on the internet, it was like Tesla's like autopilot is not stopping for people? Yeah. yeah and I was know. like, they don't care about no, people. It's, it's fucking Skynet. Skynet. They're trying to eliminate yeah. more of us. Exactly. They're trying to take over. Why do you think electric cars are silent in the first place? I don't trust them. They can creep up on you. Yeah. Bad boys moving silence to violence. And Skynet's bad. We've been knowing this. Skynet, <laughs> you're not gonna get us. No, we know you're coming, but we're we're with you though. Take out the bad people, please. <laughs> uh, we digress though. Yeah. So when mm-hmm. you moved to the Bay Area, did you? Mm-hmm. St- was there a period where you stopped making music? In- yeah, yeah, there was. You know, um, you know, right before I moved to the Bay, I, I, you know, I don't know how many people noticed, but I wound up. Uh, I ended up. I wound up. That's a funny word, but. I ended up living uh, out of my car <laughs> uh, because I had made this decision that I was going to quit my job, uh, my government job at the time, and cash in my retirement and make it. And do it. And I quit my job, mm-hmm. and it was not nearly enough money in my retirement. <laughs> but I How was much? like, I'm giving myself a year, and mm-hmm. I'm going to try and figure it out. And Five months later, I was like, I'm out of money. <laughs> I'm out of money. I've sold my things. I have no home. I was living with friends. And um, yeah, and then I started to think, what have I done? Uh, I need to get a job. <laughs> some, some self-doubt crept in. Yeah, it did, it did. So when I went to the Bay, I got it was because I got a, a you know professional nine-to-five gig that I was working um, and that's what I did for a while. I think I was kind of like self-doubting, like you're saying about, uh, you know, my capacity to really do it as a musician. So I was just like, I can go to work. I know I can, you know, make these coins. So I'm going to do that for a little while. And it's actually a funny story how I ended up making music again. One day I was on the couch on a Sunday just thinking about like, ah, I got to go to work tomorrow. Um, and I just settled upon like I really miss making music. Like it had been over a year and a half before I made something um, or played with people. And I think that there's, you know, this community, this energy that comes with creating with other people that is special, you know, and I was missing that in my life. And so I went on Craigslist. (laughs) (laughs) Go Craigslist. Not just for free. This one does. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how I ended up here at Real Talk. I went on Craigslist. I answered an ad for somebody that was looking to put together a hip-hop-inspired band. And I was like, well, I could do the hip-hop thing. That's mm-hmm. easy. You know, mm-hmm. it'll be a little casual thing I do. You know, get my little fix in. On the weekends, On yeah. the weekends. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but it's never like that for me. It's no, never no, been. It's never, you know, it's yeah. like I'm never going to just, like, dabble. Right. <laughs> I've never been a dabbler. All so, in. Yeah, it started as a dabble. And then it led to me playing, you know, in a couple of bands, which led to me going to graduate school for composition, which led to me, you know, uh, writing this whole new body of work, which led to me, you know, meeting 
Emery and these other folks. And it's just all just kind of been this like connected process that started with Craigslist. Mm. From Thank humble you, beginnings yeah, to great Craig. things grow. Yeah. <laughs> thanks to Craig. I don't know where he is, but uh, somewhere you're a real one. <laughs> He's somewhere there. Walking around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how I ended up here, man. You know, I really was, I was like, I'm just going to work for 30 years and like retire. But I mean, I think, you know, some things are not up to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you mm-hmm. have to kind of just listen to what you're being kind of told, I think, in ways. And music was always like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> come on, we, friend. It was bad. Okay, you're right. You know, it didn't go the way you thought it was going to, mm-hmm. but we can we can fix this. We you can know? do this. We can, we can get it together. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, <laughs> we're here getting it together back in Reno. It feels like full circle, you know, to come back and to do offbeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Emery, how did you uh, become part of this group? Well, I um, met the drummer of uh, another group that we both now play in at uh, at the, uh, the 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 dog park where I take my dog, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, and uh, got a call a couple weeks later and uh, started playing with them, and then uh, yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Like, so I started. I started with this new material, the Howl material. It all like kind of came to me at once, like in a big old chunk. And I was like, shit, I got to try and get it all out of my head so I don't lose any of it. Like I was worried I was going to lose something. And so once I like I, I pretty much composed it all in on my computer in Ableton, like played all the you know MIDI parts, all the instruments. And then I was like, oh, I got to find some musicians. And the next week, here he comes <laughs> with the <laughs> to dog. this rehearsal, right? <laughs> and, you know, I, w- I didn't know it was going to be Emory. You know, I was just like, oh, I'll just put it out there and see what happens. And, you know, I feel like it'll just work itself out. And we started with a jam at this rehearsal. And the minute he started playing, I was like, oh, this is the guy. (laughs) I knew it. It was like, this is the guy, you know. But I was like, maybe not. Maybe I'm just, you know, hopeful because he's so good at what he does. Um, But as time went on, you know, he he started kind of turning towards me, too, and being like, I really like this stuff you're making. Like, let's let's work on this together. So um, he's actually played on um, on the single Meal Ticket. Uh, We recorded that together. And he really put, just over the last couple of weeks. Yep, yep. You know, we so. we finished that real fast, really quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he came into the picture, and it just everything just worked. So he plays guitar, bass, and organ on that track, and he's everything. The, Dang. Yeah, um, and you know, there's another kid, Russell Camden, um, just a, a really talented kid. Uh, he's I think he's 19 or maybe maybe he's 19 who played drums but the rest of it was you know just between the two of us so he engineered it you know we co-produced it Mm -hmm. and we were kind of going for a certain vibe you know like this soulful revival but like uh in the present time Mm kind of thing um yeah and so we just went away and we did we did what like three three days in the studio or something Uh, maybe I think it was even less (laughs) actually wasn't it Think, it was like think, two and a half. I think it was two yeah. and a half. Yeah, yeah. two and a half Damn. days. And we knocked it out. It just came together quickly, huh? It did, yeah. yeah. So, like, this project has been a lesson in, I think, just being open. Being open to, like, possibilities. And when you do that, it seems like things just kind of fall together for you, I think. At least that's been my experience, mm-hmm. to, you know, right now. So, Like the guide vocal on that 
the, the vocal on that track is really just uh, Shari's uh, uh, scratch vocal yeah. that was just meant to be a guide. And then we were like, hey, sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's how we met, man. You know, Craigslist dog parks. Coming, yeah. <laughs> Coming together like Voltron. Exactly. <laughs> Everything just falling into place like Legos. Yeah. It's good. For real. Yeah. So were you guys always into music like growing up? Like what inspired you to start originally start making music or get into music? Uh, well, you know, I mean, uh, I, uh, I think I was, I liked to bang on the piano when I was a kid and I, uh, uh, uh let's see, I think when I was seven, they made me take piano lessons and I really did not like the dumb tunes in that book. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, at some point I just decided I, you know, my, my dad played guitar and I decided I want to play guitar and, you know, just started doing that. How old were you when you made that decision? Oh, I think like 10 or something. And then I just like, you know, had no social life for the next, you know, the rest of high school. You don't really (laughs) want to hang out with, don't want to hang out with them anyway. You know, sit in your your room and listen to records. It's funny how like the people who are like musicians in high school, how they're viewed in high school versus how they're viewed as adults. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Way different. The come up, man. (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And then then they're like, you know, grow up to be these creative, awesome yeah. Adults who they yeah. blossom a little late, yeah. you know. <laughs> Laugh now, but because they're putting in, they're putting in work though. early, yeah. early, yeah, and just staying at home and playing the guitar, doing whatever you do, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, when you do get really good and you get a little bit of shine, it's just like, you know, you're like, I feel that creativity helps find who you are earlier, mm-hmm. and yeah. then so like you're just like, oh, I really like this, and find what you're into earlier than. You know, other, other people, people who never find it. Well, who think, never find it. Yeah, I think too. You have to. You know, boredom is really important. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's through boredom that we uh, actually figure out how to uh, do something interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's it. Motivates you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So many terrible ideas come from boredom, but yes. Well, you know, the good yeah, ones yeah. do too. <laughs> I think the terrible yeah. ones get focused on. But mm-hmm. I, I wonder what happens when you put Mentos in Coca Cola. <laughs> yeah, um, shake it up. Yeah. <laughs> That's boredom. See, he was channeling it creatively. <laughs> exactly. Using his powers for good. Not evil, you know? Be did responsible. You go, did you go to school to study music then? Uh, I, I went to a school that uh, where uh, there was like a, a music conservatory, and I, I took some stuff in there, but that wasn't actually my major. But, um, you know, yeah, I, 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 that, that is a big reason why I went there. And, uh, you know, certainly a lot of the musicians I have played with over the years and still play with are... You know, you know, people I met that way, or you know, or else sort of how that community of people then connection. You build uh, connections. Yeah, like uh, you know, um, uh, like there also, uh, you know, in in uh, the East Bay, there's uh, Mills College, mm-hmm. and uh, Mills. you know, and and it's yeah, it's interesting to see. Like I, I was actually at this show uh, um, like last weekend in new york and it's like a bunch of it was a bunch of like people from the college i went to and a bunch of mills people you know it's like all, all the pe- people i knew from the bay area and like people from mills and it's mm-hmm. like a certain you know there, there's kind of the yeah communities the music, music school uh communities of people mm-hmm. and then how yeah how those kind of go out from there you know so what is your degree in then? Oh, you know, uh, something else, uh, you know, much more lucrative, uh, studio art, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, dang. 
Yeah, Much yeah. more lucrative. <laughs> I like his. I like his jokes. He's got an interesting sense of humor. Like, <laughs> I love no. it, man. We like tell each other dry jokes. I love dry. And jokes then neither one time. of us laughs. <laughs> it's so fun. Fun, you know, to like tell a dry joke mm-hmm. and have someone give you a dry one back. Yeah, and it's so satisfying. You just look at each other like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dry jokes. <laughs> that understanding <laughs> yes. on that mental level. Yeah, you maybe do like a slight, a slight smile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, mm-hmm. dry jokes are so awesome. Mm-hmm. I always laugh anyways because it's just too dry for me. <laughs> I like doing them in front of my students to mm-hmm. see, see who their gets reaction. it. Because like if they get it, I'm like, all right, you're paid. You know what's up. Yeah. <laughs> Some of you just. Well, you know, if you stop to laugh, you stop the whole thing right in its tracks. You know, mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. you know, but we could keep this rolling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's like yeah. it, you know it's like mental gymnastics. You're just like yeah. you know, working out your brain. Yeah, trying to impress each other. Yeah, I gotta <laughs> say, Emery's better at it than me. You know, we'll we'll go back and forth maybe once or twice. I'm always the one that laughs. Like I feel like I'm always the one that laughs. <laughs> it's like a staring first. contest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, just, it just happened. Yeah. He stared at me and I laughed. Just determined to make you laugh. <laughs> we do that sometimes uh-huh. too, like on the radio show, especially when we're like talking about music and stuff, and we'll try and say. Well, I find myself trying to say stuff that makes him laugh, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's maybe not always dry humor, but like something that I know is going to get him to laugh, and then he'll mm-hmm. try and do it back to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's always funny when you can but go he's, back and He's the board. one, though, right? I'm the one that you cracks. Crack, I yeah. crack all the time. <laughs> I don't sure. give a fuck. <laughs> dry, or, dry or moist. Who gives a shit? It's funny. It's, it's all funny. funny to me. It's all funny. It's, it's all from the same funny treat. Exactly. <laughs> moist humor. Moist. I don't know. That, has, that sounds really disgusting. I know. A lot of people don't like the word like moist. I'm, I'm people, I'm there's people moist cringing humor. right now. That's why I say moist because you guys don't like it. It's so funny. Why? Clammy it, and it's so slightly easy to sweaty. Say, the, yeah. the I feel like clammy's worse. Clammy's way worse. Why are some words? Why do some words make you want to lean in though when you say them? Like you just because I know it's gonna you know something's gonna happen. Yes. You know, yeah, I, I, I know stage presence, even moist. though, you know, yeah, moist. Sure. moist. Oh, god, moist. Yeah. That's someone who knows how to push people's buttons, too. <laughs> yeah, like an ASMR, ASMR uh, session here. Overload, lots uh-huh. of sibilant syllables <laughs> talking about moisture, moisture, moisture in the air, moisture, clammy. Yeah, clammy. I, I don't understand people in moist, but like clammy is definitely grosser, so right. I don't know, clammy, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the one. I never want to feel clammy. I feel like it's associated with like mm. being sick or yeah. like unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> where do the day moist? <laughs> yeah, but but you were asking about if I uh, what my history was. Yeah, yeah we got you. Or what our history? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I I just. Uh, I started writing first, like poetry, story, short stories and stuff when I was a kid. And then uh, my brother was, well, I sang in the choir. You know, I w- went to church every Sunday and it was a thing. And so I was singing in the choir there. Um, but my brother was really into hip hop and I went to like private schools. And so, you know, I was listening to like, Marilyn Manson and like <laughs> Third Eye Blind, you know, and just like, so it was the 90s. I'm showing my age. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was the 90s. It's Ooh, okay. Yeah. We get it. My younger brother was like really heavily into hip hop. And he was like, yo, like, listen to this, you know, listen to that. And he's like, you should rap. You write these sort of stories. You'd be good at it. And I was horrible at first. I mean, tell you. Yeah. It's, you know, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I'm writing things that never actually happened. You know, like I've never actually done any of the stuff. So you're just writing fiction. Yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm listening to these people. It's like, okay, you got to be hard. 
you gotta be real you gotta like like have punchlines and I was like hard real punchlines <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to write these rhymes wrong and they were they were not good at first you were just but, trying real hard punchlines yeah I was trying to be the hardest of hard like you know from New York like that hard you know with, uh, like wearing Tim's up with yeah. a soft yeah. Bronx uh, Brooklyn yeah, mm-hmm. yeah just soft, wearing Tim's in a face plant yeah <laughs> a big overcoat in Vegas in the summertime just like hard like puff coat yeah, yeah. Puff on coat. the block what <laughs> just staying moist yeah <laughs> stay moist people stay moist <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that that's what I was doing, dude, and I just, you know, I just kept at it. I don't think I like really thought of myself as like a real, real musician until uh I came to Reno and uh Godfather Emic, you guys know Emic? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mr. Emic. We worked at the the gym at Lombardi together. Okay. This is oh, okay. this is how I started rapping in Reno. We worked at Lombardi together, and he was telling me about how he was, you know, doing his thing, and he had this place studio in his house and everything. And so I was like, "Oh, I rap." <laughs> and he's nice like, and "What?" And I was like, "Oh, sometimes I rap. Uh, sometimes I like to rap." And he was like, "He was like, all right, you know, come over." So I went to his house and he showed me his studio and everything. He took me to some of those early gigs at, it was a place over on Vassar that is like a restaurant now, but they used to have shows there. And that's how I saw like Tony, uh, Locus mm-hmm. and yeah. Pharaoh mm-hmm. and uh, Richie, you know, all those dudes, they were like killing it back then. And I was like, I want to be, I want to be in here. <laughs> I want to do this. And so Emic was like, I got a track for you. You know, let's, let's have you do this track. And it was like, you know, my first track I ever recorded. It's three minutes long. I just rapped the whole way through. I just rapped for three minutes. Bars. <laughs> no chorus, no nothing. No chorus. We don't need no hooks. No hooks. No hooks, no chorus. I was like, how was it? You know, he's like, eh, let's try and do some choruses later, you know, something. <laughs> but that's literally how I got started in Reno was mm-hmm. Emic at the gym at Lombardi. You know, UNR brings people together. Yeah. Hey. So it's Yeah. yeah. Call, bringing people together. Town. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, I rap <laughs> for three minutes I, I, I at rap. a time. I rap. <laughs> Bro, it's like you never know when you're gonna get your shot. And I was yeah, like, like, I don't know. What man. if you never said anything? Yeah, yeah. it's like, the mm-hmm. little the little chances you have to take in life. Yeah, like yeah. Um, with Rock Kim and his new book, right? Um, so he's been on interviews and he was on the Breakfast Club. He didn't even think he was gonna be a rapper. He thought he was just gonna be a quarterback. That's what he's all working out for it and whatever. When he went to school. He made before he left the school. He made two tapes, one to always keep with him, just in case somebody asked, mm-hmm. like, "Do you rap?" Mm-hmm. So he always had a tape with him, you know. So he had his three minutes in his pocket, you know. Mm-hmm. You just like did it right off the bat. Yeah, I did. I was in somebody's closet and I gave it everything I had, man. <laughs> Every ounce of my being, three minutes straight. <laughs> and look at you now. Hey, you know, it worked out for the best. It did. It mm-hmm. did indeed. So I call him Godfather for that reason. You know, he's OG. He he showed me what was what in Reno when yeah. I was getting started. Yeah, what year was that? It was a long time ago, mm-hmm. you know. I can't really call it right now. Because, like, there was, like, such a sense of, like, we always talk about the local hip-hop scene now. Yeah. But, like, back in the day, it was, like, an awesome sense of community. Everyone helping mm-hmm. out each other yeah. and lifting up each other. Oh, yeah, totally. And then something happened, and now we're having, like, a resurgence of that well, I think again. a lot of those people, like her, mm-hmm. that left... Or, you know, got older and kind of... Have families and stuff. Yeah, and there wasn't, yeah. like, 
necessarily that many young kids into it, but I feel like now it's kind of coming back. Yeah, now the resurgence and everyone's helping everybody again. And it just, mm-hmm. it like, even though, like, you know, uh, I'm not as deep as like I was, like going to all the shows all the time back in the day and like hanging out with you guys, even though I don't have bars or anything, you know, just hanging out. Just a fan of the culture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then like, and now like I just see all these young kids again and like it, it feels like the same thing is happening again and I get yeah. very excited. Yeah, yeah. I think that was like somewhere between 2003 and 2007, something like mm-hmm. that, you know. Sounds like it. Sounds like about he, right. Mm-hmm. He graduated college when I did, like 2005, so it had to have been yeah. mm-hmm. prior to that. Five, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Out there. He's still out there dropping knowledge. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Definitely. he's a, he's a yeah. That man's a genius. He's been doing his thing for a long time, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, where were we again? Uh, so right? we digress. Yeah. No, <laughs> this is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, what so what inspi- what kind of music inspires you guys now in your current project? Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you say your musical influences are on this? Um, I would say you know there's definitely a huge soul, you know um element like i think there's a lot of soul you know uh like aretha franklin marvin gay but like growly you know soul that that comes through um i also love howling wolf which is kind of i think the name's a little bit of a, a throw at that you know that old school bluesy soulful mm-hmm. gritty you know thing i think that music was real like you know you could feel it feels differently when you listen to it. It's almost like there's this instant nostalgia that happens uh, with that kind of period of time. Mm-hmm. Less um, polished than everything. Less polished, right? It's just like it is what it is, raw, uncut, you know, sometimes distorted. But, mm-hmm. but you that's know, what you're getting. That's what you're getting, yeah. Um, so there is an element of that. And then it's, it's coupled with the rock, you know, the aggressive rock and roll, uh, edgy stuff that I've been known to do. Um mixed with hip-hop you know so it's like a like i would say alabama shakes black keys aretha franklin led zeppelin Jimi hendrix <laughs> thing <laughs> yeah something like that i got the feel when i heard the yeah, milk ticket yeah mm-hmm. yeah so that's the vibe um and you know i think emory's just like man this this guy can listen and he just like honed in on the feel, you know, the feel I think is important. Like I'm always talking about the feel, how does it feel? Um, and if it feels good, then the sounds good, you know, but he just gets it, you know, he heard it and was like, I get it. And then he was just, he just laid into it, man. It was awesome. Well, and I think a lot of like, just in your uh, Ableton demos, um, you know, when I heard that, I was like, oh, this already, it's pretty well kind of realized, you know, just, mm-hmm. just got to redo it with, uh, Real instruments, instruments yeah. you know? So that's kind of what we did, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Re- what would you say your musical influence? Is there a certain style or uh, genre of music yeah, that influences you? I mean, well, you know, this this project is cool because, um, you know, definitely like growing up, I was I was listening to a lot of a lot of blues guitar stuff, and uh, you know, and and uh, yeah, just like a bunch of the stuff that you just uh, that Shari just uh, mentioned. Um, I mean, you know, it's it's been kind of a long time since I've played anything that's like really just kind of bluesy, which is and so so this is kind of cool mm-hmm. uh, in that way, uh, you know. And and I think you know, I think sometimes too with uh, uh, 
stuff that's in like a you know kind of a blues or bluesy rock kind of vein you know it's kind of hard to uh, uh you know you know there are a lot of uh, i heard mark Marin actually describe them as the noodling appropriators and you know it's like you don't want to be one of those <laughs> yeah. but you know so but th- this this you know i i think that uh I think that this project, uh, like I, I think Shari's tunes, like you know, like sort of take a bunch of that feeling and frame it in a new way, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's really exciting. I mean, I, you know, like personally, I've, yeah, I don't know, I've played a lot of different kinds of stuff, but you know, um, you know, and I think the other, um, yeah, you know, I think another thing we've kind of talked about a bunch is, is just kind of like how how you, you know, the production style that you. Uh, choose to go with kind of can can uh you know maybe uh maybe you know yeah like 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 put things in a slightly new or different setting or you know mm-hmm. that can kind of lend a certain vibe too and you know so, so that's kind of part of what i'm trying to yeah. trying to filter things through or help realize yeah guess, yeah we this, listen to a know. lot of old analog stuff like yeah. what is it about this that feels special you know okay how can we you know take that inspiration and you make it more us and then but so that doesn't lose that feeling that's special and familiar to people but it's but it's new you know it's new and it's been kind of like revitalized like one of the I think best decisions we made was normally when you record this you know the standard these days I think and a lot of recording is to use a you know a condenser mic for vocals um, or you know a particular kind there's usually like you know three or four people usually go to but he had this genius idea of using this old school mic. It's like one of those old mics. It's like super big. <laughs> like, like that one? Uh, uh, no, 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 close. But close. It, yeah, it's like uh, you've you've probably seen the uh, the the big square yeah, yeah. RCA ribbon mm-hmm. mics. Yeah. You know, from uh, 30s or 40s or yeah. something. You know. Mm-hmm. That's like the ones that you see when they're like doing the radio show back in the day, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. Is it like those ones? Yeah, like so uh, that, that Ken, Ken Burns uh, country music documentary was on. And I think there was like <laughs> yeah. one of those in front of every single band. You yeah. Know, like every, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, it definitely yeah. is going to change. That's the good. That's People don't think, people don't understand, like, mm-hmm. no, but like it's going to change because of the way it picks up the sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because of the shape of the microphone mm-hmm. and like how, so the, everything's going to sound differently. And so the that's, diaphragm yeah. in the microphone. That's a cool yeah. way to capture that sound. Yeah, that you're exactly. looking for. Yeah. So, you know, it's, I walked in the room and it was like, look at this thing you know like <laughs> it's in this room and it's huge it's like probably half my size i'm exaggerating but like it's a big bike you know it's older than my parents yeah oh, it's, dang. It's, oh so <laughs> i mean that alone is bringing in like you know a different that feel, feel. Yeah. yeah i think and, and i think you can hear it adds a certain t- texture that i think you don't necessarily you might not it's necessarily not clean, get yeah as and sterile as like a, a normal microphone yeah would be. yeah I mean, yeah, a typical microphone, yeah, mm-hmm. that you would use for something like that. Yeah, what about any, like, non-musical inspiration? Like, mm. for example, like me in photography, um, I love architecture, so sometimes I'll add an element of, like, architecture in the background that I really like, mm. and, like, from, like, a famous, like, or, yeah, like, a famous architect or something, and then put it in my photos. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I like to... uh uh, you know, I mean, I, th- there is that condition uh, that's uh, synesthesia where people kind of uh, imagine things uh, like they hear sounds as colors and stuff. And, uh, um, 
I don't have that, but uh, you know, I kind of, I kind of like to think that way. You know what I mean? Like it's sort of like, uh, you know, like we're we're kind of creating a picture here, and like, you know, do we need other color elements? Or mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's kind of like a similar, I think a similar shaping or mm-hmm. balancing of uh, of of textures and and colors. Yeah, and you know? I think for me, film is huge. Like. I'm, I dabble a little in, mm-hmm. in making films and things like that. I made some music videos for myself and things. And so, like, I think visually, like, if this were a soundtrack for a film, you know, how would it need to unfold? Like, what would the storyline look like if it were, a, a you know, a visual thing that you could see? That's interesting. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I've never heard anyone ex- ex- describe it like that. Yeah, Yeah, because I think that's what you, I mean, there's all these different mediums that I think to communicate, right? You know, you've got sounds, you got songs, you got film, you got photos. And I think not always, but I think in a lot of cases, there is some story, some narrative that's trying to be communicated. So I think one of the things that's easy is like easier, I think is you show someone a film and they watch it and they're like, Oh, you know, I get it. I get the storyline. I can see the climax, the music, mm-hmm. however, is the thing that's helping to create that narrative. I think people don't realize when you hear that, dun dun, mm-hmm. it's like, oh no, I'm supposed to be scared. Yeah. Yeah, like it's, cueing you. it's, giving, it's giving you context yeah. and right. cueing you what to, what to feel. Right. So like in that context, if a song is uh, like a sonic picture or a sonic film, you kind of need to have all those kind of nuances in it to kind of cue, you know, a certain narrative i think and so i think that's how i think about writing songs it needs to have a start it's got to have a climax mm-hmm. it's got to tell a story have an ending have an ending you know or kind gotta of have some special ish. effects some explosions here and there <laughs> you know? exactly blowing you know? up buildings yeah I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a fan of that yeah because like i always explain like a good album to me tells a story yeah head to tail and if it has interludes it helps with that story mm-hmm. not like something like totally off that's not connected to it right uh, yeah and i think there is music that has no narrative you know there's lots of arguments being made that it's just music for music's sake mm-hmm. um and you know I, I think there's some some something to that there's value to that but i think my personal approach is i want to communicate i feel like uh the music is an opportunity for a moment to make an impact and you only have so much time with the person right um to really do that but I think if I have this moment in time to make an impact, I can choose to just, you know, make no impact and say, isn't this fun? Or I can say, hey, let me talk to you about this one thing. And maybe that one thing you'll take with you and talk to another person about it and talk to another person about it. And it could have some impact, mm-hmm. which in the grander scheme might just be a drop in the bucket, you know, of trying to move society forward. <laughs> But I feel like for me, that's a strong like principle for, you know, how it is I think about creating things. Um, and so this project is me doing that in a new way, which I think is something I've always done when in my KLF days. I was always trying to say something. I'm always trying to like reach mm-hmm. people. Um, but this is just doing it in a different outfit, you know. Would you say more refined way? More refined, mm-hmm. absolutely. Very, very much so more refined. That comes with experience, right? Yeah. I think so, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure growing up and more life experiences to add into mm-hmm. that bucket well you just communicate yeah. better too mm-hmm. you know when you know yourself better you can communicate yeah better. exactly yeah for sure mm-hmm. well what, we got the song yeah the song so we're gonna play 
Meal Ticket mm-hmm. as our song of the week. Um, do you guys want to preface this with anything before we, we play it for the listeners? I don't know. Should we say anything? We hope you enjoy it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We hope you like it. Share it widely. Mm-hmm. Tell a friend. Um, but yeah, you know, I think now that we've talked so much about how we made it, it'd be interesting, you know, if, if people could listen and see if they can hear some of those nuances. Mm-hmm. It'd be dope. All right, so this is Meal Ticket by Shari and the Howling Truth. So listen and enjoy, guys. Salud.
Welcome back. That was Meal Ticket by Shari and The Howling Truth. Mm-hmm. I love that song. Yeah. Thank like, you. Like so much I definitely immediately picked up on the blue the mix of the blues mm-hmm. and like the guitar with the, with the soul mm-hmm. on, the, on the vocals that you were talking about. Yeah. Sprinkling hip hop in there and you know like you said in the break the Black Keys and Gary Clark Jr. we were talking about. Yeah. Like just it's a it's, it feels awesome. Thank you. And well, that thanks, microphone, yeah. like the microphone, like I said, because like when the I sound definitely mm-hmm. is something you don't yeah hear often, mm-hmm. like you said nowadays. Right. Yeah, and the it's tone. Just, and like when I said during the break, when I first listened to it, I like was like, there's something a little different with the sound, you know. And then now that you know they explain the microphone situation and what they wanted to do and be a little creative, it's just it makes all sense. Very cohesive. Yeah, yeah. As Emery was saying, you know, the the approach we took was. You know, during the break, he said, similar to the same approach you would take in the 70s, with the exception of we didn't run it to tape, although we wanted to. <laughs> we <laughs> wanted to Pretty expensive, probably. Yeah. 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 It's a little pricey. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, just, you know, add a little, just a dash of computer in there. And, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. A little boom. <laughs> little sky well, congratulations you guys you can <laughs> listen to that we it's on spotify wherever mm-hmm. apple, apple wherever you get whatever. your music so yeah check them out check it and uh yeah give it a listen more to come more to come hopefully mm-hmm. more to come for sure there we go count on that yeah maybe, maybe a music video maybe yeah. <laughs> an over budget music video. yeah, yeah an over <laughs> go fund me to be next uh yeah <laughs> there you go that's how you do it yeah. we just stayed at the uh buffet at the nugget you know we just, Man, do, could do the video there. We could. We had to buff it out there. <gasps> just like all you can eat. Like I mean, just, yeah. just imagine. I had like okay. three plates going. Look at this possibilities. You know, all right, we go to the load nugget. Up, load up mm-hmm. a bunch of incongruous food items. Yeah, and, um, I'll just cover you know. The table. Yeah, I'll just sit there with mounds of food around me. Yeah, and uh, you know, maybe it'll be like all these hands coming in trying to get some. I'd be like, no, <laughs> <laughs> swatting them away. Food. That's yeah. my food. It's no. mine. <laughs> No, nah, but yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of the song is a it's a song about a person kind of finding their voice. You know, it's a it's a song for the underdogs, you know, people that have been kicked, mm-hmm. you know, and they're just like they haven't quite said, hey, I'm not OK with you kicking me. You know, yeah, it's that first little bit is like the pep talk. You know, it's like your friend that you need to tell you, hey, man, come on. Like, you got this. You got this. You know, and then what happens thereafter is that person, you know, finding their voice, you know, having their moment to be like, now, like, this is wrong or, you know, I'm worth more or whatever I'm it is. I'm picturing a movie right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. whatever it is your story is, because I feel like regardless of what it is that you're into or whatever your situation is, you can, like, plug that in and apply this song, you mm-hmm. know, like, uh, I'm going to now do for me, you know, I'm done getting kicked and I'm going to do for me now. I'm choosing myself, you know, so it's about self love, I think ultimately. Nice. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, as we move on now, we're going to talk about some more general things. Okay. So you guys feel free to give your unabashed, unfiltered opinions <laughs> on the, on the super <laughs> heavy things we talk yes. about. Oh no. <laughs> Cause it ranges. It, it, it ranges. Very serious. <laughs> very serious. What did okay. I promise not to comment on the pioneer woman? Uh, the pioneer yeah, woman. Yeah. Don't ask about the pioneer woman. <laughs> All right. Strong opinions. Caesar, no asking about the pioneer woman. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go into movie of the week. Yes. <laughs> Strippers. <laughs> 
Caesar has a movie of the week this week. We haven't had one in a while. We haven't had one in a while. Hustlers. Hustlers have been too busy, but the lady and I saw Hustlers for her birthday, Mm -hmm. and we both are in love with J-Lo. So, and it was actually, I went into it, like, not thinking the there was going to be like a lot of a crazy story but the story is awesome and the acting is fantastic you know constance constance is that how you say constance Wu. constance Wu's in there from she's off fresh off the boat crazy rich asians um and then obviously j-lo are like the two main characters uh like cardi b is in there too our girl lizzo is in there um you said Usher. And Usher, a little cameo, you know. And like, I think g Easy was there. And, like, but the story was great. And it was just, like, um, it takes place in, like, it starts in 2007. And everything's great, hunky-dory. They're all making money. There is a strip club in New York. So there's, like, Wall Street guys, like, just throwing absurd amount of money. The economy is fantastic, you know. Then here, the comes, crash then here comes 2008 creeping around and the crash happens and no one's going to strip clubs anymore. Constance characters started having have a kid with g Easy, Like, I think his name is Johnny in the movie. But so like life changes with the recession and stuff like that. And so they knew that strip clubs would be one of the first things to get hit hard. Like, I didn't know either in, in, until right? like yeah. until J-Lo told me. Only in Manhattan. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> In Atlanta. In Atlanta. <laughs> and uh, probably Portland. Vegas too. I, I would just Portland. imagine all these like bankers who had just lost their shirts and feeling depressed that that's exactly what they would be doing is drinking but away did, their sorrows. Well, drinking the strip, away. Strip club. Instead of like, but like, but it's more of a sad experience. Exactly, not the partying it up. So no, but and the, that's like the thing at the, the beginning was in the corner. just everybody throwing money, and she's like yeah. explaining. J Lo's explaining like there's three different kind of Wall Street dudes, you know, and like goes through that. And it's just like them just spending an absurd amount of money. Like even the bottom tier. Don't don't, don't give away the movie. No, oh, but man. like I want to see synopsis. See, just leave synopsis. it. You gotta leave it. Yeah, but like, but the, the tease it a little. But bit. the main thing is the new hustle they get. You know, the new hustle don't, don't that that they do. So like, look at it, and it's just awesome. <laughs> You're about to say it. I no, I'm not gonna say it. No, but it's just that like because this movie just came out. It's not like an old movie, you know. Yeah, but it's it's the new hustle. That's why, and mm-hmm. and like just what the ladies do on the new after in the recession. It's a couple years after too, because like Constant has the baby, and then so, so on and uh, so forth. Tip of the fitted. The tip of the fitted. The tip of the fitted for sure, and just based on the story, like not even just the ladies in there. Like the story was fantastic. For those of you who don't know, Caesar gives movies either an. an a tip of the fitted or not. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. either yes or no, basically. Yeah. So it's a yes. So go see it. And uh, yeah. So say to A-Rod for making good choices out in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I got to see it. It's a stacked group of people, man. Right? You know? No. And it's crazy because it was just like, it's it's mainly Constance and J-Lo. But in the beginning, there's everybody else. Yeah. And it's like, that's the stackness on there. But then after their hustle, it's yeah. just mainly them. And it's awesome. For sure. Mm-hmm. Story's great. Well, next up we have world news. <laughs> We're low budget here as well. Leaning in for this one. <laughs> <laughs> so, first thing, uh, that former Dallas cop Amber Geyer, Geer, mm-hmm. whatever, however you say mm-hmm. name, was convicted of murder. Mm-hmm. She was the cop, for those of you who don't remember, who br- thought she was in her apartment but was in the wrong apartment and ended up shooting the guy who lived there and killing unarmed, him. Unarmed black he was, man. He was sitting there. Mm-hmm. Eating ice cream and uh, is that what he was doing? Eating ice cream. He was eating ice cream. 
What a way. And then yeah. she Jeez. got mm-hmm. only got 10 years, though. Mm-hmm. People get more for weed back in the day. Uh-huh. Yeah. People mm-hmm. are still in jail serving sentences <laughs> for, for a couple weed. of joints. Yeah. That, and you they, know. you know, they tr- this is how crazy it was. They let her use like the castle defense, like stay in your grand law where you're allowed to use lethal force in your house. <laughs> not in your own. Even not, though she wasn't not in, in your own, own castle. <laughs> yeah. That ain't your it's castle. It's like you were in my castle. <laughs> but like when she went, no. like how did she get in in the first place? The door was unlocked or something. The door was unlocked, and when you he's eating ice cream, so there's lights on. It's not like he was sleeping. Well, her story are, was bullshit. Yeah, and it's her just story like, was super inconsistent. Yeah, because she said one thing, but then like the nine one one calls and shit. Like she texted, she texted her partner like, "Oh shit, I fucked up." Like after she shot him, <laughs> but before she called like nine one one, nine one one, she didn't provide first aid for him right away. Like it was super fucked up, and like everyone made a big deal because like her brother or his brother like hugged and forgave her in court. Mm. I'm like, that doesn't mean anything. Like that doesn't make this a feel good fucking. That doesn't change my opinion of what happened. Like good for him. Like maybe he needed some closure, but this is a symptom of like a larger problem in society. Exactly. Like if they're like, imagine if it had been a black cop who broke into a 26 year old girl's. Ha- like apartment and shot and killed mm-hmm. her so, and then like yeah. had like she had jokes on her instagram like racist jokes about like she, or she had like, posted about like hanging out with like too many black cops and talking about how they were different from the other cops and she had like posted jokes about how like she's gonna shoot to kill people like to kill what? like uh, and they still only gave that. her 10 years that's yeah. a I just have the long side. Yeah. Right? It just sad. It's just like very sad that we're still like this, you know, as a country. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I guess she was found guilty. So I guess she didn't get away scot-free. So I guess that's some progress. Mm-hmm. But like. Because what is it for murder? 20 to life? Or she something? was facing up to 99 years in jail. 99, yeah. And she got she was convicted of first degree murder and got ten years in and in Texas real life? and in Texas in it's Texas. not real mm-hmm. that's made up right there that's made mm-hmm. up justice it just shows you like people you know felt sorry for her like you've look if your profession you have a gun that is meant to kill people you can't fuck up like I'm sorry that you have to face super bad consequences. Because you took someone's life. I don't give a shit. Why? Why? Like, I don't care why you messed up. I don't care if you were sleepy. I don't care if you were tired. You fucking killed someone. Yeah. By accident. You have to be held accountable. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter why it Mm -hmm. happened. He hadn't, he was doing nothing at all. Like, me and Brian were talking. We're like, what if it was like Friday night? He's like, if I'm sitting here chilling and someone comes in the house, I'm going to confront them. Especially if it's a woman. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not going to be like someone I'm physically bigger than. I'm going to physically confront them. And then I'm going to get shot and killed. And somehow people try and blame me. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's deep. It's a deep issue, man. For real. I think the thing is, is like people don't pause to ask questions in America. They don't, they don't pause and say, hold on a second. Am I in my place? Like that takes how long? But I mean, yeah. even when I'm not that confident. Mm-hmm. Like, if something like that happened, I would have been like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 let's chill out." My yeah. first instinct wouldn't be to kill that person. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. What I'm saying. That's exactly it. Is like the initial instinct is to kill, as opposed to hold on a second. Let me make sure it there is, is need they're for not, that. They're not valuing that life. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. They see 
your fucking skin color and then your life is not as valuable. Mm-hmm. They see you as a threat yeah. automatically yeah. and that's what they're, they're trained to kill you. And yeah. that's the problem. Like it, that's the thing you put yourself in someone else's shoes. Like if I'm a cop, if I'm coming home, like I understand she's a woman. So maybe there's that aspect, but wouldn't you think like, wait a minute, there's someone just chilling in my house eating fucking ice cream? Yeah. I mean, it's I'm going to kill this person. It's mm-hmm. bullshit. I mean, the whole story's bullshit. Yeah. And you know what you're speaking on is real. I mean, that is a real issue in America. Like it really is a thing. And I think one of the and one of the only good things to come out of, you know, not good necessarily, but I'll take it um, out of this administration. Can we call it that? Um, is that before barely. barely they're not administrating much right but before when when you would say you know this is racist or people are doing this people would be like no like, right? it's not like that anymore like that was so long ago like come on like why can't you just get over it but with this you know the situation we got years, yeah it has turned it's like someone turned a flashlight on it's, it's like look at all this fiction. racism mm-hmm. still here yeah. still alive and well yeah you know you can no longer say you can no longer invalidate the people that have been saying it for years that it's an issue you know that this needs and they to still stop. try though mm-hmm. but they still like do. i mean someone yeah. will go kill a bunch of fucking people and be like i don't like mexicans yeah and they're like, well, maybe it's not racist. Yeah. And you're like, no, read what that he, not he said. He's racist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He like proudly admits he's, and that shows you how much they're in denial. Is like people will openly state that they are racist, and it, racism is like the basis for their actions. Like Dylan Hood, like the guy that shot up the church, like the black church, st- explicitly stated why he did what he did, yeah. and people will still try and say it's, it's not, not racist. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, the denial is deep, man. I mean, and it's definitely it's, not the gun. The, it's definitely <laughs> not the gun. <laughs> it's video games, bro. Got, jokes. Video, 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 game. video games, it's mental video illness, games. mental mm-hmm. illness. Yeah, it got me yeah. again. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a, yeah, it's a tragedy. But I mean, the denial in America is sickening. It, it's you know, so, it's like, it, yeah. It's I mean, other nations I feel like have have turned and faced, and they've said, "Listen, you're right." We have fucked up. And I feel like that goes so far. Mm-hmm. But, the, you know, the denial. I mean, it's not going to fix everything. Mm-hmm. But it, you can't you know, move forward until you take the L. Yeah. There you go. There you yeah. go. And like, and like ever since the Civil War ended, mm-hmm. like 30% of the people in this country have been fucking racist mm-hmm. and saying they're not for 160 fucking years. Yeah. They've never admitted, hey, we were fucking wrong. They've never and, had to say that. And then, like, like I always say, America is the fuckboy of the countries, and fuckboys don't like to admit that. Yeah, they don't take accountability, responsibility mm-hmm. for their actions. Yeah. And that's just us as a nation mm-hmm. just denying the things we've done and how they affect us now. You're, we're the fucking rich, spoiled kid yeah. who's grown up and fucks up all the time and never admits. Wow. Like, it's because mm-hmm. we're rich that we get away with it. Exactly. Wow. Y'all got mad metaphors here, man. You like that? <laughs> I mean, saying, you uh-huh. know, these are like lightweight bars in here, y'all <laughs> dropping. <laughs> y'all got it, you know? Yeah. But that's a great analogy right there. No, know? and like we always like go about this and it's just like, take the L. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like it's not going to like at the end of the day, like we're it's not going to hurt us. You know, you need to admit to grow. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it's like as a dude, I can be like, you know what? My life is easier because I'm male. Mm, No, yeah. Like, my students react to me differently. I can walk around without fear because I'm a guy. And I have a question for you Does that hurt? No. It's like, that's the thing. Like, it doesn't take anything away from me. Like, you know, like, (laughs) but like, that's what I, that's the thing I never understand. It's like, you get, like, we all have these things, and like, just, just admitting it, is so much for other people, mm-hmm. but like some people can't even admit, like, yeah, yeah. hey, maybe your life's a little bit easier because of whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, indeed. And it's just not being able to see that is fucking crazy. Well, and since even before the Civil War, you know, it's it's benefited those who hold the wealth and power to, uh, you know, basically be. Uh, Causing racial racial tension because right. it it, it's it, it secures it, their place. They yeah. created it. Mm-hmm. I mean that that thirty percent that's diehard Trumpers. Those are people that you know, like the you know their their racial anger has been cultivated over mm-hmm. centuries, hundreds of years yeah. at this yeah. point. Like you, you never, know? it's cr- if you look back into the history of this country when Virginia was a colony, and most people they had way more indentured servants than slaves. Right. People started like to organize together. Slaves and indentured servants, blacks and white, started to come together to organize. Like, hey, this is bullshit. We're all getting taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. And you know what they did to solve that? Then they started making slavery based on race. And they said, like, if you're black or African, you're a slave. You have no rights. And then they're like, if you're white or if you're if you're not, then like eventually you won't be a sl- you're not going to be a servant or slave anymore. Mm-hmm. So it gave them just a little bit, and you see like the first laws written after like these meetings and these uprisings were starting to happen, where the people were coming together. They immediately divided them and conquered them, yeah. and it's been going on ever since. You keep yeah. the keep get the get the poor whites to be mad at the blacks, then you uh, they won't be mad at the plantation owners. You mm-hmm. know? It's like yeah. MLK yeah. said in his speech at Selma. He's like. That poor whites have been fed a vicious lie for over 150 yeah. years, Man, and that's still true. And it's like mm-hmm. they're like they've been convinced yeah. that these others, whether it was black people, slaves, immigrants, indigenous people, indigenous yeah. people, these others are taking something from them. When now, like the people who are telling you that have been the ones taking, taking it from you the whole mm-hmm. time. Yay! But they don't see it. Keep yeah. that third eye open. <laughs> Wide open. Salutes to Jesus. <laughs> they were at the Yankee game. I was fucking I jealous. That, I, was like, I was like, I can't wait till we get to that point. Anyways. All right. Salute to you guys. Salutes to uh, at least, you know, the people out there bringing this to light. Point. I was listening to D.L. Hughie's uh, podcast, him pointing at like Breakfast Club, all these people pointing out the hypocrisy of what happened. So mm-hmm. now that we got people out there with voices for us now that wouldn't have been there in the past when this happened. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. What's next? Our guy, our man, Bernie Sanders. So Bernie Sanders had a procedure oh. to put a stent in his artery because of clogging, oh, but Bernie. he is okay. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be back out, but uh, you on know, the trail, on the trail soon. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking, like maybe he should just, you know, like hang it up and like support Elizabeth Warren or something. Yeah, or have his young Padawan that he has, you know, I'm pretty sure he's mentoring somebody. Because this is just like, you know, people argue that he's too old. Yeah, why doesn't he just get Larry David to stand in for him for a few weeks until he's really <laughs> recovered, you know? <laughs> Larry David's going Got me strong. again. Got me again. 
Yeah, I worry. Um, I worry about Bernie, man. You know, because they say he, even though his age, he like campaigns and is out more than everyone else. Yeah, yeah. I, I noticed in some photos, his pants were sitting differently a little bit. You know, like you know when someone wears the same size pants, but they may have lost some weight. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, what's going on with your legs under there? You know, like I was <laughs> like super observant right here. Yeah, I was like, I don't I hope Bernie's OK, yeah. you know. And then, you know, we we found out that he was not OK. So I hope he gets better. He's such a, you know, I think uh, an outspoken, mm-hmm. you know, voice that, you know, uh, helps to to weigh, you know, on a different direction than, than, <laughs> than the average, some of the yeah. others, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So Solicitor Bernie hopefully gets better. Yeah. I did see like Elizabeth Warren's staff, like they made uh food for all of Bernie Sanders staff when this happened. So he's resting comfortably. That's love, man. Yeah. So keep up the fight. Yeah. People try I watched the like a collage of like them just like they just try to bring him down. Even like MSNBC and CNN, like obviously Fox News is gonna bring him down, mm-hmm. but they they tear him down so much. I'm like, this man's out here for the people. Mm-hmm. Like, he's for the gente. Out he's here. for the people. Mm-hmm. You re- I, real recognize real. I, I like. I don't usually watch cable news, you know. But no, true. When I'm staying in a hotel, you know. Mm-hmm. Of course, what are you gonna do, right? You're gonna, <laughs> Nothing you're, gonna you're gonna eat some edibles and you're gonna watch cable news. Yeah. And you know, I I I just had to stop and be like, am I like? That's only a couple squares there. I, what the hell? It's like, just crazy. Is this the real? Shit, is it's this, crazy. The is shit this they actually do. like yeah. what is on TV. Like it, it is. There were things that seemed like a joke. Like There's Chris Cuomo all of a dude. sudden had his like little daughter sitting <laughs> on his lap and like was asking Don Lemon like, "So how'd you how'd you like my piece?" And then his daughter's like rearranging her hair and he's like, "Stop that! Stop that!" You know, just like what the fuck? Like dude, are, I literally is this real? I think, is, is this like, I literally think is this news like a programs are bad like, for people's mental health. Yes. Like, yeah. I, I never watch no matter what it is whether it's cnn fox msnbc your local news i i really believe watching that shit is part of like the control like in the shit that's wrong with this country oh yeah totally well see like Mm -hmm. you you know you you go between fox and msnbc and cnn you're like okay i can you know choose choose what sort of like you know um It's Who's like, going to be telling you yeah, what, what to do? Yeah. Yeah, 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 like, 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 exactly. Yeah, what like, kind of uh, uh, mind control do I want today? Which, which, exactly. which biases would I like to have affirmed? <laughs> it's like, it's like this the evening, same. They all know? have the same formula. There's yeah. like the scare tactics. You know, they like try to scare you, and then they try to do like something good that happened in the world. You know, mm-hmm. to kind of like bring you back up from that scary thing that happened. You know, I love your hands. Man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, people say like we need a video in here because my fucking hand shit. It's but emotional like, ma- manipulation. Exactly, yeah. and then they'll do like, oh, this person saved a dolphin or something. You know, so some bullshit fucking yeah, story. Exactly, and all of its meaning. Like, read your news in the print. Yeah, like I just like reading it because it's it takes all that out. You're not as manipulated emotionally, mm-hmm. and you're just more about like what happened in the facts, yeah. or like choose like better media outlets because there's plenty out there. You know, like yeah, you I gotta like do your work. I like the New York Times. That's is the pretty good. Yeah. Washington. It's Post. too much. It's mm-hmm. so easy just to passively consume mm-hmm. the stuff, yeah. where the other stuff you have to actively pursue it and yeah. find it. Yeah. It's like yeah. music. You got to dig through those digital hey, files. Get in the crates. Mm-hmm. Hey. It's the, the digital crates. crates the stuff not they want yeah. you to hear is mm-hmm. not what you need to hear. Exactly. Yeah. Unless no it's up in the mix. It is. Unless it's up in the mix. Up in the mix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, speaking of this, President Cheeto Fingers, <laughs> something different every week. Yeah. President Cheeto Fingers Trump-ito. facing more scrutiny for possible impeachment. Even some Republicans yeah. are out here saying he yeah, fucked you up. You don't fucked up. 
So it, it's slowly building. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mark Amaday from uh, Nevada was the first Republican to uh, sign off on the impeachment inquiry. That's good. That's yeah. very good. Hey. And it's just like with Trumpito, he's always like, oh, you're blaming me. And then he just goes and just tries to blame someone else for something that's all fucking His all ride or die, though, for real, is Rudy Giuliani. Dude. That dude is fucking crazy. He needs to get front yeah. kicked some some which way. Like I, you see his <laughs> interviews. I, I saw an interview with him yeah, and Chris Cuomo, mm-hmm. and Cuomo like yeah. asks him like, "Did you do this?" And he's like, "No." And literally fifteen <laughs> seconds later, he's like, "Yes, of course yes, I did." I did. It's like, am I fucking watching Chappelle show right now? <laughs> like like when Rick James it's was like, like I, I, never, I, never hit, I never hit, I never did that. I never hit Charlie couch. Murphy. I never did that. And he's like, actually, I slapped the shit out of him with this ring. <laughs> Like, hell yeah, I remember fucking up his couches. Yes. He was rich. He can get new couches. It literally was like watching the Rick James interview. Yeah. Except it's Rudy Giuliani, not fucking Rick James, mm-hmm. who was all coked out of his mind talking about this. Yes. Were there edibles involved in that scenario as well? Or? I hope so. Because this man was not making and it wasn't like Well that's 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 the thing is like, you know, you kinda you kinda almost need that to like be like, Whoa, that that like you know, that's, that, that, that's not even yeah. yeah. Like whoa, 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 whoa. Like, not even dial into that. But at least like he got angry. He was like, "Wait, you like you just said no when I asked you, and now you're saying yes." And then he like starts arguing with them. I'm like, "This is like me arguing with my students about bullshit." I'm like, "Wait a minute, I just saw you do that. No, you didn't." Yeah. Like, it's arguing with a fucking child, and like these are the people that are running come the country. With, I'm about to come at you like a spider monkey, bro. Like, no, like, you didn't, <laughs> dude. Honey badger, fucking fuck your shit. Grizzly bear supposed to ball the <laughs> shit out of you, man. <laughs> And salutes to Chris Cuomo. He did lose his mind. Yeah. His reaction was what my reaction. He was like, "No." He was like, "Mr. Giuliani, like I just asked you, and you said no." <laughs> Fifteen said seconds yes. later, you said yes, and then like he keeps trying to argue, and yeah. he's like, "No." He's like, "Mr. Giuliani," like, just keeps interrupting. You're like, "No, no." We want like, the tape. It's on wax. Yeah, we want like, the tape. Outrage. The outrage. Yes, that's uh, how you need to be. Yeah. But the reason why he's he's one of the few people that have stuck around because he's also like you know. Where else is he old go? and delusional and in serious <laughs> mental decline. Yeah. You know, it's like it's comforting to surround yeah. yourself with somebody else. Who's doing the saddest thing <laughs> about Rudy Giuliani's life is that the best thing that ever happened to him was nine eleven. <sighs> yeah, that kept uh, him yeah. in because he he brought back the stop and frisk and everything like that. That's 9/11. the deepest thing I've heard. <laughs> Wow! Welcome to Up in the Mix, Ooh. where we blow fucking minds. Like, how yeah. bad is your, how shitty of a life mm. have you lived when that's what what people say about you? Wow! Yeah, it's like because that's what kept him in the worst next term. tragedy in America, like one of the worst tragedies in American history. Kept him, kept him working. Who's been like the best personal thing mm. for you? That's yeah. some, that's some serious marriage. Rudy Giuliani, right human piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> It's like who who is really uh, dancing amid the ruins, yeah. right? You know, uh-huh. it was him. He's like doing a little tap dance on a. I'm sure this I is beam. what the firefighters yeah. died for. Yeah, yeah. that's this is what Cementing our cementing my this, legacy. Mm. Yeah, this is what our troops are fighting for, Rudy. So you can go out there, yeah. and do what you're doing, disgracing our country. Mm-hmm. Go fuck yourself. He's our fuckboy of the week unofficially. There you go, mama, mama. <laughs> Low budget, <laughs> high standards. And then this next story made me so angry. Yeah. Please share this. All right. So there's this Canadian coffee company called Little Little Havana, and it's like a mobile coffee company. And they use Square as their um, the way they take their credit cards and stuff. So apparently, 
Square is uh, has like a U.S. bank that does all the transactions, and because Little Havana does coffee straight from Cuba, they've been stopping all the payments from the Square <gasps> transactions. Exactly. Yeah, and it's like fourteen thousand dollars right now, or as what the article was like five days ago, six days ago, and it's fourteen down for a mobile coffee company in Canada that has no embargo things. I'm deleting Square right now. Yeah. Off my fucking phone. Yeah. Fuck them. Well, I think in general, if we can, like, we should all just start using cash more. Yeah. yeah. I wish. We're addicted to the convenience. Yeah, it's, yeah it's but so see, they're, they're tracking every move. Yeah. You know? they're, like all, my, they're always tracking I like tracking my man's moves, thinking right mm-hmm. here. I think about this all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, wow. Just yeah, and it's like, the and, goal. And it's just, like, because it's a U.S. bank doing the things, and they're stopping all the payments. To the, and, like, it's, like, a lady, small own, small local business. It's a mobile coffee place and $14,000. Uh, and it's, like, no technical difficulty. Like, the system's working fine. Like, they're like because Canada doesn't have any embargo sanctions stuff. or mm-hmm. anything against Cuba right. preventing mm-hmm. them from doing this. It's just right. because... This is an American company, so right. it's it got to be breaking the law. You're, mm. You are. You, you got to put that shit in writing. That's not a user agreement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Right>. you, know, <laughs> you know, when you sign this agreement, mm-hmm. it didn't say, and if at some point, you, you do know, stuff with Cuba, then you don't get your money. They're not yeah. breaking the law. Mm-hmm. They're not. So wow. I feel I feel Trumpito has a little thing to do with this breaks. too. Like he has his little greedy. It's, also, it's shit. like the, the the promise of convenience is yeah. like just a shit bill of goods that we've you know we're all being sold and getting addicted to so that we like you know basically cede so more, more of our control mm-hmm. to them you know yeah. whoever they are y'all know, didn't but, know yeah. we was gonna come in here and get all heavy and shit on nah, did you know did you know no no we, this happens all the time we go deep into the fucking wormhole <laughs> of fucking conspiracy <laughs> theories as deep as people want to go yeah. we're always down. yeah <laughs> you, guys have, you got you guys have those fucking scooters here yet oh we we did not no more though oh good hey the people Reno. We they fucked them up. Were fucking them up. We fucked them up. There was like an Instagram account that uh, it created good. just to follow how people were fucking. Yeah. Up. Did, uh, hey, it, did you see? Do you I've, know I've, the bridge? I've been working on that lately. Too, <laughs> did, do you know <laughs> the bridge like, downtown? Have you seen the bridge downtown no, yet? I haven't no, no. seen it yet. They put a they put a couple scooters the on the day, very top. The first day <laughs> there was one on top of that and one in the river. In the, the river. first the first yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I saw homeless people carrying them like to their to their bungalows. Homeless people were stealing them, figuring out how to like. <laughs> I, just, I just carry like ju- uh, like jumbo marks a lot and mm. like it, you know easiest thing you can do is you cover the qr code mm-hmm. then nobody can scan it to unlock it uh-huh. they're listening right now they're like it's him they're gonna die in a gas <laughs> i knew it stop <laughs> putting them in the lakeshore area <laughs> Lake and then i will no longer be your problem <laughs> <laughs> but i love that reno well, came through and said yeah, that's, not that's, not here not ever. good spirit <laughs> i like it because Reno, they don't. You stay feral, <laughs> Reno. <laughs> Reno loves their cars. So, you know, well, no, Reno know. also doesn't just. You know, we have that little feral wildness too. Like, yeah. yeah, like it's we still, can get some nice shit, but like not too much nice shit. It's, no, it's still no. the wild, wild west out here yeah. for a little bit. You know, <laughs> that's facts for real. <laughs> I do miss though the, the Instagram and, and mm. Facebook account. Yeah, that was created for for the line bikes. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah, and like and the thing with the scooter thing. They just dropped them off. They barely even talked to the oh, city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they don't, just like they don't care. And then the city like was cool with it until people kept fucking them up. And then line bike was starting to charge the city. And they're like, wait, 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 wait. Like, whoa, whoa. We didn't, we didn't agree to this situation. We didn't they sign them a out. lease. Yes. They came through like boom one day. Yeah, <laughs> they were all got like people were posting pictures of them like piled up in like <laughs> landfills and, and landfills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, out there in uh, 
what is it Lovelock Douglas yeah whatever not Douglas Lockwood uh, Lockwood that's what that's it is some, that's some you know revolutionary stuff right there mm-hmm. hey I want to talk to the person that got it on top of the bridge like I wish I could have been there with popcorn watching it happen yeah. you know just like this is epic this is awesome this is amazing yeah. you know mm-hmm. that's the, the, the dedication yeah. to do that mm-hmm. and at first it was like oh these are cool and then you like start finding out more about them you're like wait a minute yeah. no because I remember you tell me uh, people just like fucking up on the scooters when you guys went to San Francisco for the bachelor party. So yeah, people were doing that in the bachelor party. Um, also in like just San, drunk, Di- San drunk Diego, as hell, yeah. homeboy, homeboy Schwinn was like, people throwing that shit in the fucking ocean out there. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. I've heard that San Diego's mm-hmm. totally up and run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Out there, San Diego. So lead to you, Schwinny. I know you're listening in the whip. So uh, next up, sports. Caesar, you're going to talk about baseball. Because, you know, I don't really care. Giants yeah, because the Giants are out. But, like, you know, <laughs> Yankees Yankees with the W. Excited about that. Hopefully they get another W. I am excited that the today. Dodgers lost. Yeah. So now they're one and one, you know. So, I don't know. I'm just excited because I got permission. If the Yankees win, I get to go to the parade this year. So Well, you know, I'm happy for you, so I'm rooting for the Yankees. Yeah, root for the as Yankees. As long as it's not the Dodgers. Yeah, but I feel it's probably going to be Yankees-Dodgers I, I hope in not. the World Series. And Yankees are just probably going to win. It'll be tight. And I'll go out there to break like, out New me, York. Part of me is like, <laughs> it would be funny if the Dodgers lost the World Series again. Because, like, Cause, yeah, I'd they did so close. Stunting on people and so hard. This is the year they won the most ever. Yeah. Like 106, yeah. 108 or something so like that. It's just like, you know, you won't be able to say, like, the Dodgers haven't won a World Series since pick random thing from 1988. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I just want to go to the parade and out there in November. Maybe I'll see Deezus and Marrow. We'll we'll put make, it out there. We'll put make, it out there in the universe. Out there in the universe. Do- Yankees win. I'm out the parade and Deezus and Marrow. Re- real recognized real. And next thing you know, game over. <laughs> It'd be like a, a show where there's like more than one drummer. You know, it's like yeah. they got they got three drummers in there. <laughs> like a double podcast. I, that is exactly I, yeah, yeah. how I react to it. They got two drummers? Yeah. <laughs> This is about I, to be tight. I feel, I feel, I feel. There's gonna be a random occurrence in the universe, and Jesus and Mero and Sean and I will be somewhere, and we'll just see each other from across the street and just like stare each other down for a little bit, <laughs> and just recognize each other. Then all of a sudden, we'll just get some old drinks. It's mm-hmm. over, mm-hmm. and just hate on the same shit. Right. Mm-hmm. You're obviously Mero. <laughs> All right, next up, <laughs> meandering questions. We mm-hmm. asked some of these questions to all of our guests. Some of them are specifically tailored for you guys. So answer to the best of your ability, and then we will let you know if you win or lose at the end. Okay. <laughs> What's the prize? Uh, you have to wait to see. Mm-hmm. Victory. The sweet, sweet taste victory. of victory. Mm-hmm. All right. Tastes like an edible. <laughs> what is the last musical artist that you've been listening to that you've really been feeling? The last... I would say Flying Lotus. Okay, okay. I love Fly Low, man. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been kind of deep in. He put out this new album, and the videos are just like, <laughs> <sighs> like you guys really just, you know, maybe an edible might help <laughs> you to really get to the root of what's happening. Relax but, the I mean, senses. Flying Lotus is the man. I love him. Mm-hmm. Actually, in my uh, grad program, I wrote a like 15 page paper on, you know, what I think is going on for the man. I hope I get to meet him someday so I can see there if I can go. verify Put that in the universe. Verify that, yeah. Put yeah. that in the universe. Put it out yeah, there. Yeah, it'll be dope. Mm-hmm. What about you, Emery? Oh, man. I'm looking through. Jeez. Uh, mm-hmm. I just listened to I'm, I'm actually looking through my Apple Music suggestions, and it's like, here, do you want to listen to uh, 
more of the same things that you already always listen to. <laughs> so, I don't know. You know, I mean, um, yeah, I did. Yeah, I think I just <laughs> go around in circles. Yeah, you know, it's hard. You know, mm. it's just like. It's like did you guys uh, drive up here? Yeah, we did. What mm. were you listening to on the drive up here? Oh my god! Mostly, I put them through a whole lot. Of, I put them through. So you listen, <laughs> some jazz. We listen to jazz. We listen to some dead weather. Uh, we we listen to uh, what else? We listen to some Robert Glasper. Okay. Um, we listened to some old school, like some Rolling Stones came on, which okay. I thought was interesting. Yeah, like and early Stones is cool. Yeah, yeah some yeah. Stones. There was some David Bowie that came on a playlist yeah. randomly. Bowie's on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we would listen to yeah. like a you know a gamut of stuff. No, it's good. Like what did you listen to this morning, Sean? I know what it's was Saturday. I listening yeah. to this morning. Um, what song? The song that came on that I was really feeling was uh, that uh, Gold Link with uh, oh. Coltrane. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, superpowers mm. like that came on when i was like setting up you know i was like you know dancing around a little bit like <laughs> yeah uh, like you know feeling uh-huh. myself that was that was we've already played that that was yeah. jam yeah like this morning with my daughter like saturday sunday i usually like to play a lot of music in the morning um so we listened to some idris elba and that boosty song boasty 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 and wiley and uh so we listened to that, some Toby Nwigwe and some Commodore. So we went, uh, we went all over the place. That's what's up. Yeah. So, all right. This next one's for you, Shari. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we go. I'll do. I'll do one from Emery too. Like, what uh, do you like? What do you miss about Reno, and what do you miss about Maine? I miss the people of Reno. I ain't gonna lie. Like, no, the people. It's awesome from Reno. The the people, man. Like, I the love here is genuine. You know, like I've walked into five places since I've been here. And every time I was there, I seen somebody I know and they gave me a fat hug, you know, and what, that kind of love places? is awesome. Uh, I went to Holland. I went to uh, the Saint. I went to 40 Mile. Um, I was at Rum Sugar Lime. All There's like some new places that have come into you know, being since I left mm-hmm. and we just hopped around Midtown and everywhere I went, I was like, yo, that's so-and-so. Oh shit. That's so-and-so. And they, it's like, I'm the kind of person, like I can't really blend in, you know, like I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't really just works. like come <laughs> in and sit in the back and yeah. like, drink a beer. And uh, you know, I walk into a room and there's always somebody that's like, that's fucking Shari. <laughs> that's knowledge. That's Shari right there. That's, you know, so it's the love is is amazing. It's nice to have friends mm-hmm. everywhere. You know, yeah. to like know you're gonna get a good hug mm-hmm. at least once a day. You yeah, know, that's good. And in the bay, man, you know, people are are getting places. They, it's, it's more grinding. They gotta go. They don't have time for you. You know, um, but you know, I've made some good friends. You know, since I moved there, and you know, it's different. So your friends are like in your hand mm-hmm. and Reno, your friends are everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What do you uh, miss about Maine? It's about Maine. Well, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful place. I, you know, I kind of like, uh, I like knowing what time of year it is you know, in California. <laughs> yeah. I never really know what time of year it is. Spring, summer, like, fall. I have to think yeah. about have, like, wet it. and dry season. I'm like, yeah. wait, is it spring or is it fall? I can't, yeah. you know, I get confused, you know? So, like, that that's something. I mean, I've, 
you know, over the last, you know, decade plus, mm. I've started to like recognize the very subtle differences like a little bit more. It's, but, it's awesome to like, we get less, a little bit less seasons now because it's like spring and fall like tend to be really short. Yeah, here short, in Reno, yeah. it's like mm. summer or winter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we have very a few weeks of spring and a few weeks of mm-hmm. fall. So like when I lived in Vegas, I, that's the one of the things I did miss was the seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know, and I just it, it really it's it's even just like seeing that oh yeah it is this season or recognize like I don't need to actually experience those other seasons. <laughs> just I'm, I'm totally fine with you're fine with that like nice ass weather. Bay Area <laughs> like, nice like usually sunny. Just hoodie like, weather at night, you know, t-shirt yeah, in the day. You know. and, uh, all right, what would you prefer to eat if offered on an average day, you're hungry, would you rather have a cheeseburger or pizza? See, here's the thing. So I'm uh, I'm supposed to be lightweight, not eat meat. <laughs> um, and I'm trying really hard to stick with that, you know. Um, but it depends on the cheeseburger. If it's in and out. You can have whatever you yeah. want. If it's mm-hmm. in and out, I'm going to eat it. Okay. I will eat it. Right. You don't even have to say nothing to me. You can just like put it down and walk away, and I will instantly grab it and go to a closet somewhere <laughs> somewhere dark and just scarf it down, right. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I would say a hamburger. So recommendation today, if you get a chance today, mm-hmm. go to Royce. Royce and the Royce burger uh-huh. is what In and Out should be like. It's like the super In and Out. Yeah, because really? I've always been like, well, In and Out is what every fast food burger should okay. be. Like. You guys should go to Royce after Royce. this. It's down the street. <laughs> Ten dollars. Super. Yeah. Duper. the best In-N-Out. burger. Mm-hmm. Oh, but see, that's the thing about In and Out is what is it like two fifty or something? <laughs> <laughs> but but that's you, part of what it should be. Yeah, that's part <laughs> of what it should cheap. be. But at, at Royce, it's also you get your liquor there and everything like that. They do like an Impossible Burger mm-hmm. or anything like that. No, not there. Just like they have, I like I can see, like I, I'm, get, I'm feeling some very strong pressure to uh, adhere to yeah. oh, a, vegan, a vegan way of life. California has a way of making you feel guilty. Yeah, about but this your is meat. but this is a this is a New York person oh, like who's yeah. doing this to me. So. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Next question. What's the worst thing that's ever happened to you while performing? Ooh. <laughs> I'm imagining a bunch of things that would be terrible, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, urinating accidentally. Uh, oh. no, what? Like for, for example, the first show we ever, I ever did with my band, I had an allergy attack right as the show was starting. So my eyes were watering. I was like sneezing in the middle of songs. Like in between songs, I was trying to like stop my eyes from watering and like hold it together mm-hmm. enough no. to like enunciate words. Mm-hmm. And it was just the worst. It's so terrible. I'd never want to go through that again. Dude, uh, I think the worst thing that ever happened to me actually what did wasn't like that happened to me, but somebody in my band that I was with at the time was drunk and started yelling at the sound guy in the middle of the song. And I was like, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> Please stop. Chill out, chill out. Please don't do this. This is embarrassing. And so I'm doing what I do. I'm like, uh, hi, everybody. Uh, really sorry about this. Like, try to smooth it over because I'm the one with the microphone. But it was a tragedy. It was tragic. <laughs> it, was, it was not a fun time for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... Uh, I've probably had a few unfortunate things happen that were entirely self-created, so I wouldn't I wouldn't call that uh, happened to me. Uh, mm. I don't know if you in uh, in in Paris there is a uh, rule that uh, clubs have to uh, install these things where it ducks the sound system if you exceed a certain dB level on stage. Hmm. So of course, when you sound check, you know you're you're like okay, I think this is my loudest. 
and then uh, I just I just remember playing the show where basically once we were actually up there, like every other snare hit caused the whole PA to cut out for like I think it was like That's five funny. seconds. Five <laughs> you seconds. Know, like the audio just gets like dead for five. so it's like no. you know like you know like okay here comes the big snare hit bam you know and it's just uh, like you know like five dang. seconds five like, seconds this is a weird ass song yeah. cutting out and like oh it's back you know. And that's in Paris? Oh, yeah, it's fucked up. You played out there in Paris? That's tight. Nimby wimps. Assholes. Here it comes. Yeah. (laughs) Tell me about the French. How do we feel about Paris? Coffees and cigarettes. (laughs) Is that Uh, it? uh, I guess, yeah. Well, I guess I we, we, we had a we had a we don't had, put him on the we spot had a, we had a, like that. We had, we had, we had a French, you know, actual photographer who was mm. re- really actually French uh, with us on this whole leg, and yeah, it was just like, you know, like uh, time for cafe, you know, like we, you know, it's, it's been like ha- we've been driving for half an hour, I, you know, we see we're we're not stopping and getting another coffee, like what? Yeah, have no, little, I'm just about little, to go out little there. Little cappuccinos out the out of the machines at the truck stops. Yeah. They got cappuccinos in the machine at the truck stops. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's all they have. Yeah. yeah. Get one. Yeah, that's the you know, it's like it's, it's one of the perks of uh, if you know, it's like touring Europe, you know, you get to see, you get to just see all the best truck stops and compare <laughs> it between different countries. So no, no, like uh there's this guy I follow on YouTube and he's like the the car stops is like one of his favorite things to like, yeah. you know, vlog about because they're like all crazy and awesome out there in Europe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So coffee, cigarettes, French people and dickhead. Yeah. Got it. Uh, yeah. Money, um, money me. What's the best venue you've ever played at? Oh. <laughs> I know it wasn't one. in Paris. Oh no. You want to take that one? You got uh, I once did a, a, a 15 day stint at a, uh, a water park uh, in in China, uh, playing on a stage that was built over a wave pool with giant uh, plaster sphinxes. What? Behind us. What? In and, China? Uh, Where in China? Let uh, me know. Some. Uh, it was in Zhuhai. In Zhuhai. So, yeah. So we. No, the details were quite spotty. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds kind of sketchy. Playing like, over the wave pool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, there there was a zip line as well. And from the other Dude, other ever side. Ever be playing at these the dope other, ass spots? <laughs> I know. I'm hoping you're gonna take me with them someday. Dude, right? Take me. No, I'm a photographer no, no. too. Let no, me these, go. these are all these all go into the category of uh, <laughs> of uh, of, uh, of uh, experiences to learn from. Oh. Okay. <laughs> hey, I like to learn, dog. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, yeah, they had to stop the zip line, and then and you know before we you know, take it down before we play it, you know, and then uh, let's see, there was uh, like these these kids that did some kind of martial arts thing, and then there was a break dancing troupe. Wow! Every night, fifteen days of that. Yeah, fifteen days. I of want that. these I kind of life experiences. <laughs> I, I would have loved by, to by, been there. Yeah. So, so just imagine, like you know, by, by the end, it's like you know, like just like people uh, like uh, on their like pool toys, mm-hmm. you know, being like. Hotel California! <laughs> Hotel California! American rock band! And then we're just like, no, like, we're gonna, like, we're gonna, like, play some, like, electric miles shit for the next 15 minutes. <laughs> Fuck all of you. <laughs> so, like, there, there's a thing that I love, and it's, like, stereotypes. So, like, when stereotypes, because I always think stereotypes are, like, a myth. You know, like a unicorn. But when stereotypes happen in front of my eyes, oh, yeah. it's yeah. like National Geographic. I'm yeah. just like, 
dude, this is really fucking happening. Yeah. And I'm just picturing these guys in the pool yeah, yelling, Hotel, Hotel California. California. This is yeah. all, like, that's all they know from America. Yeah, so, you know? So the posters, like, the posters they put up advertising our stay at uh-huh. uh, this water park, uh, they, they had a picture of Kurt Cobain on them. Oh, <laughs> shit. What? You know, American rock band. Yeah, they're all the fucking that. same. Yeah. Oh, my God. See, like, oh, oh dude, when stereotypes come, I'll ask my America shit. number one. Yeah. yeah. American number one. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dude, well, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think about, you know, the places I played. That's well, going to be hard to beat, though. Yeah. I mean, I really don't have no, anything nearly as cool as that. Um, <laughs> not even in the least. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only the thing that sticks out to me is I played on the GSR stage once. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if y'all been backstage, mm-hmm. but fair. it's like the size of a football field back really? there. Dude. It's huge. There's it, an airplane. Was it the, out, the outdoor? No, no. In the inside. In the inside? Yeah. There's a freaking, there was an airplane in the backstage and and right. it was a huge ass airplane mm-hmm. but it, there was still more room like <laughs> it's crazy yeah. that stage was huge um back there and i you know they used to, apparently they used to roll this airplane out for like a show that they had mm-hmm. um but that backstage is like I feel like it would take you a minute. You have to stretch to run from one side <laughs> to the other. You it's like a legitimate really back, it. it's like a legitimate backstage. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that was cool. You know, there's a lot been a lot of, you know, big names that played that stage. So mm. it was cool to stand there feeling all tiny yeah. on a stage like that, thinking like, oh shit, you know, mm-hmm. all these people played here, you know. Mm. I remember that moment pretty vividly. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the next one? I think that was the last one, wasn't oh, it? Oh no, there's one more. Uh, oh, who would be your dream collaboration? Oh shit! In this yeah. project, man. Or yeah, or anything. In, in anything? general, I feel like Pharrell is. I've always loved Pharrell and his versatility. I mean, I, I think he he has a way of making you know a particular kind of music and making it travel as far as it needs to for him um in the popular market but he did this album um with NERD i remember when i was younger um and it was like grimy guitars like rock like just heavy is that one word provider right yes cuz providers my shit that's what shit. he did yes. when they came here when mm-hmm. they had the yeah. two drum sets yeah. yes <laughs> Yeah, and that album... <laughs> that album was so... Like, I love that fucking album. Yeah, and I think that album, Hindsight Now, when I was younger, may have helped shape, you know, me, mm. like, the the picture of what rock, rock music could be, you know, for me. Because there's a certain kind of rock music that got pushed. That, mm-hmm. you know, it gets... If it's rock, it looks a certain way, feels a certain way, has a certain face. Little formula. We all do. know that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But... Pharrell did this rock album and it sounded like it could have been my cousin Hmm. in that band or, you know, it just had a certain soul that I never heard before. But then it it made me look into the history of rock and where it comes from. And I started to find out that some things were missing and what was being pushed. (laughs) It used to sound like, you know, Mm. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So that album was dope. I feel like if I had a chance to be in the room with Pharrell. I want want to know one. How do you not age? Because <laughs> I, I think I got the the formula down, but I just want to make sure that in twenty years I'm still gonna look this young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, really, just pick his brain about you know that project and how that shaped his yeah. 
path, I think. And then if he wanted to like work, you know, I mean, mm. I would be. That'd be tied to. Yeah. I'd be open. Listen to his ideas. Yeah. So yeah. Pharrell, yeah. He posted a picture with Run the Jewels today. It yeah. got me all excited. Exactly. Uh-oh. Like, yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. That would be so good. No, but like, yeah, because like Provider, it had like BMX kids on there, you know, mm-hmm. and like that me being young and like listening to that, I was like, yes, that's fucking tight. Yeah. And then like that grindy Pharrell, rock I mean, and roll. Did help make it cool for black kids to get into mm-hmm. yeah. skateboarding, yeah. Uh, BMX riding, the, and like and rock culture. music, yeah, yeah. yeah, and rock music, yep, mm-hmm. absolutely, yeah. Hmm. Emery, yeah, I don't, uh, you know, I was, I was just listening uh, again to that uh, last Bowie album, you know, with uh, where he's, uh, you know, backed by uh, Chris Potter and uh, Ben Monder on guitar, you know, just like all these, you know, New York jazz people and stuff. Mm. Like that would have been a fun. Thinking that would have been a fun album to be a part of, you know, mm, David Bowie. Like that would be mm-hmm. that would be a total dream. But yeah, yeah, most people I can think of are dead, you know. Yeah, unfortunately, oh, yeah. <laughs> they true. tend to do that. They I know. tend to do that. Well, it's, you know, yeah. it just seems to go, yeah, too that, soon. That rock and roll lifestyle, you know, yeah, what are you gonna do? Up to him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they either live to twenty-seven or they live to a hundred. Well, actually, it, yeah, <laughs> or like it seems like a lot of lot of people, a lot of people yeah. are right around like you know sixty-nine or seventy in the past few years. Yeah, you know, yeah. How old was Rick Ocasek, right? He's, he might have been a little older than that, but he's it's the latest one. Yeah. yeah. It seems yeah. like, yeah, there's this bookend, but then there's yeah. this like... A little bit in the middle. 50. You just like, never know. Depends <coughs> on how much dabbling they did in yeah, certain things. How, <coughs> how much you partying know. they did. And Once how they good hit 50, And how good their like, heart is, you know? And how, yeah. well, and how good they, it's they, that ticker. their doctor yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when do they oh, stop yeah. doing that? Yeah. When do they start going to the doctor first? Like, that's the thing. You got to do... You're going to be a rock star. You're like, hey, doc, this is what I'm doing for the rest of my life. It's one thing if you party from like 15 to 35. Because like your body can handle it yeah. more, but if you're partying from like 25 to 50, yeah, it's, it's a little different. dangerous. You're in trouble. The older you get, or 20 to 50, <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah, there's also that. Well, you're if in you trouble. never stop, obviously. yeah. So, but anyways, that completes the meandering questions. Congratulations, you both won. Yeah. Oh, yes, winners. So we get to find out what the prize is now. The sweet taste of victory, like yeah. you said. All right, we'll mm-hmm. take it. Just uh, breathe that in. All right, we'll take it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Or I could give you two photos that I have in my <laughs> in my purse over here. Mm. But uh, that's about it for this episode. Yeah, that's it. Oh, you guys, uh, thank you guys for coming yeah. through and, and yeah. sharing oh, yeah. your uh, your wisdom and your your deep knowledge with us. Yeah, man. Mm. You know, um, I'm gonna give you five stars. All right. Oh, dang, we get <laughs> okay. we get rated. You know, all right, five stars. I mm-hmm. laughed. I pondered. I had a moment of took my breath away and i was like oh wow <laughs> you know but mostly it's a good hang man y'all no, are good people it's great to, yeah. to spend the day with it's you so appreciate yelp you guys what's that official yelp review yeah yeah, yeah. five stars all right five stars. do you guys anything you want to push uh social media lay it yeah, out there yeah yeah please please do follow uh on social media we're on all mm. the socials you know facebook instagram twitter i don't really use twitter too mm. much because i feel like that's where mean people go to like <laughs> you know talk freely or get their uh, news or get their news yeah uh but yeah it's up there and um you know the single is up on all of the mm-hmm. streaming sites as well so please you know listen bump it mm-hmm. uh you know put it on your playlist share it with your friends um and it's shari um and um a n d the howling without the g because that's how i'm rolling <laughs> uh, apostrophe in there there's an apostrophe yeah, shari okay. Uh, and the howling truth. So if you're looking for it on uh, to stream, if you put in Shari C H A R I and meal ticket, it'll pop up right away. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Well, again, thank you guys for coming. Thank yeah. you. Uh, yeah, make sure you listen to us every Friday night on 97.7 K-Wink. We give you nothing but the best in hip-hop from 9 to 11. Yeah, what you need, not, not what, what you, you want. want. And then uh, every uh, week, you know, new podcast at www.upatthemix.live. Or all the podcast platforms. Wherever you're at. Mm-hmm. And then uh, if you're in Reno next week, my band 7-Out, we're playing at Shays next Saturday night sometime Yeet. at 9 or something. I feel that'll be a good collabo, like... You know, maybe send her some music, and that'll be a good collab for a tour. And just put it out in the, <laughs> out in the universe. <laughs> okay. But, uh, uh-huh. Yeah, check us, listen. check us out. We haven't played in a while, so you know I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna come out there hard. Come <laughs> hard, yeah, because you guys got new members and stuff like that. New members, and uh, me and yeah. Orlando might have something up our sleeves. Oh so shit! I come out there a little. Little gangster, I don't know, dude. Don't know. And Orlando, and is like, he makes me want to start a revolution. I was gonna say we're gonna come out there like Zapatista, bro. Yeah. Like, where Orlando's going, I'm fucking going. Like, I'm going to fucking go start a riot. Exactly. <laughs> like, I'll so bench press a block. And just fucking, yeah, show people we're not fucking around. We'll exactly. see. Exactly. We'll see. I'm going to be amped up, you know? Like, uh-huh. it's a lot of energy we haven't uh, uh, put out there. It dispersed into yes. the universe. Yeah, so, so we'll, it's been in there, kept up. We'll yeah, see. I understand. I'll, I'll be listening to Run the Jewels for a guy. <laughs> super, super. Get hype, get hype. But anyway, um, until next time, this is Sean saying peace. Again, thank you guys for coming through. Hell yeah. Make sure you check out their music and check us out wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, this is uh, De La Photo. Um, if you're in Reno, it's about to be real fucking cold soon. So make sure you got the Tims and it's cuffing season. Cuffing so. season in full effect. Exactly. Stay cozy. I'm start putting some Instagram stories up there. <laughs> yeah. Do you see? I put it on mine on I my IG that cuffing season's you. out here. So listen and enjoy. And uh, thank you guys. Salud. Bye.